Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you will see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels. Today, we have a fun episode to celebrate something so exciting, something I've been keeping from you all for quite the time now. Uh, It's something that has also been taking a lot of my time, a lot of my focus, and my energy. So to be honest, I needed an easy episode that I could put together quick, have with a friend that I was comfortable chatting with, And, you know, so this episode was born. I decided to just do a quick and fun Q&A series with my good friend, Michaela of Hopeful Living. And it was exactly what my soul, my heart, and my mind needed. It was just relaxing and also informative, so stay tuned. But on to the exciting news. In case you missed my Instagram announcement, I am officially moving from Little Town, Pennsylvania to, drumroll please, dramatic drumroll please, Austin, Texas. I am so ridiculously excited for this move, yet at the same time, absolutely terrified. I am a homebody through and through, and so the idea of upheaving my safe, comfortable little life bubble at home has been a huge anxiety trigger for me. The last few weeks have been spent in near-constant, 24-7 anxiety, ruminating thoughts, questioning myself, questioning my decisions, and it was just a lot to have that on top of work and the podcast and Instagram, and then planning this move, sending my little brother off to college, so just been, it's been a lot. And so this episode, once more, was very much needed. And, you know, I'm just overall ready for a little bit of a break. So once I'm down there and all moved in and settled into my routine, I know the anxiety and all the mind things will get better. But in the meantime, (laughs) let's just hope. Uh, I am recording this in advance, though, because if things go according to plan, the day of this release, I may be traveling across the country Uh, with my dog plus four cats. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Who knows what will happen? Either way, please pray for me. (laughs) Like, uh, wish me luck. Send good thoughts my way, send good vibes my way, because I will need them all. So back to today's episode, as I mentioned, it's quick and fun. Michaela and I answer these questions, and I actually did this format because I wanted it to be like an interactive one. So although we cannot interact with you, I urge you to answer the questions as Michaela and I do. So like, let yourself have some fun, do some thinking during this episode, and see what answers come up for you. I just adore Michaela. She's someone I just actually really admire, and she's constantly inspiring me to question certain things, or to try a new flavor, recipe, or just Anything she shares, honestly, just hits home. She's just one of those people, you know? And so it was such an honor and blast to chat with her, and I highly, highly recommend you check out her work on Instagram at HopefulLivin, because you will not regret it. And let's connect. If you live in Austin, 
hit me up. If you have advice for starting fresh in a new place, such as buying furniture, hit me up. Or if you just really liked listening today, hit me up. I love to to connect. Michaela loves to connect. So let us know if you listened. You can tag us on your stories, DM us, whatever works for you. I just appreciate you listening, sharing, supporting the show any way possible. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Dive Podcast. And once more, catch Michaela at Hopeful Living. Now, without further ado, let's begin. So today we have a special guest for a fun Q&A episode just to mix things up, get some new content out there, try something new. Um, But before we dive in, do you want to give a little intro into who you are, mysterious guest, (laughs) and then everyone can get to know you? Sure. Um, I'm Michaela. Um, I am the owner and creator of the blog on Instagram called Hopeful Living, um, which is a health and wellness blog. Um, it started mainly as food, but since then I've kind of just delved into all facets of wellness. So yeah. And I love it. You're one of my favorites to follow. So you are one of mine. (laughs) Now for these questions we're going to be doing today, some are fun, some are more introspective, thought provoking, some were sent in from the audience. Uh, Some were sent to your Instagram, to my Instagram, and others are just fun, random ones. So I'll be reading one. Michaela will be reading one. We'll go back and forth. Some will be long answers. Some will be short. We'll just go go with the flow. So yeah. So to start things off, what's the best thing that has happened to you in this month? We're recording in July of 2020 for everyone Mm -hmm. listening. Um, Let's see. Um. My family and I just got back from the beach, so that was super fun. Um, it was our first time, I was just telling Emily, it was our first time pretty much being out of the house since March when the whole virus stuff started happening. Um, but we stayed in a rental home and like brought our own food and it was just us, but it was super nice to have that change of pace. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, just to get away, I can imagine. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. So for me, I'd probably say July was a bit of a rough month, but a highlight, a recent highlight was I found this restaurant. It's so, it's so funny. I live in the middle of nowhere, so there's not many places I can eat just with like, I I can't have gluten and dairy actually. And, um, we found this place. It's like an hour, 20 minutes away. Um, but it's funny, like an old teacher of mine now runs it and it's, it's food like I would make or you would make it's so neat. And we went and I was just in bliss because like you, like, it was like, I got out of the house, good food. I was like one of my best friends. Um, so that was just like a fun day. You know, I, it was, oh, and it was also a surprise. Like I was supposed to be working, but I got Mm -hmm. the day off. So it was just good all around. (laughs) It was a win-win. Yes. Both sides. (laughs) Okay. Second question is, what's one habit you wish you could break? Ooh, so many to choose from. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'd say, okay, so a, a current habit I'm struggling with mm-hmm. is with my skin. So I, it's funny because like all the women in my family do this, but like I just pick, like I I don't know. I just have a bad habit of like, not only just like touching my face when I know that's going to make the skin issues worse, but also just like 
picking at it and I need to stop. I just need to let my skin breathe and heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a habit I'm trying to break or I'm trying to f- find something to fill it, you know, so it's not like cold turkey, <laughs> but I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I definitely, yeah, have struggled with that too. I'm trying to think because there's so many for me too. <laughs> But I feel like I don't even know if this counts as a habit, but I have this tendency to like worry constantly about my schedule and like routine and organization. And so I sometimes have a really hard time like sitting down and focusing on what I have to do at the moment because I'm too busy like thinking about the next thing I have to get done or what I have to do tomorrow. Um, So that's definitely something I wish I could like rein in a little bit. Oh, I feel you. Like there's nothing worse than sitting down to do work, but you're already distracted by the work you have to do later. And it's, it's like, what is this? <laughs> I know it's so bad. I wish my mind would just like pause and just focus for a second, but yeah. Well, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned it before, but we're both on Instagram. That's how we connected. We both run our accounts. And so what inspired you to start yours? So, um, I started my account a little less than two years ago. Um, and it originally started because I I loved cooking and then I fell in love with adding more like nutritious and like, um, foods that were better for you into my diet. And I had just noticed a significant change in like my energy, my mental health, um, And so I was constantly posting recipes and pictures of food on my main account. And my friends were like, well, why don't you just start a food blog? Um, And so it was the summer. I had nothing else to do. So I just kind of started it on a whim. But um, since then, like, it's just grown into something a lot bigger than I could have ever, like, dreamt of. But yeah, that's how it began. I love it. I love it. Um, I guess mine was... It's funny because I always forget like I actually, you know, like actually starting the account, but it was in my one week of college. (laughs) So for anyone listening that knows bits of my stories, I went to college for one week before I decided it wasn't for me. And that one week I was there, I was so miserable because A, I had all these undiagnosed health issues that were just like ruining me. And then B, I had realized like college And I was going to be a veterinarian technician. I was like, this isn't for me. And it was funny because I realized like all I was doing was listening to pod, like to distract myself from how upset I was. I was listening to podcasts and I was just really missing my kitchen and like cooking. And it just hit me one day, like, wow, maybe I should try this thing that Mm -hmm. everyone is like talking about, about starting food accounts. And like I followed a few accounts on my personal account. Well, I like, I'm not tech savvy. So I was like, how does this work? And oh my God, like going back to the beginning of my account, I don't even know if I could do it. I feel <laughs> like I would be cringing so hard. Um, but yeah, so that's like, mine was just really inspired to start because I needed like a form of joy and yeah. like expression. And I didn't tell anyone I was starting it at first. Neither did I. Yeah. I didn't tell I, <laughs> I feel like so many people are like that. Like you try to start it in secret and then one person knows. And then next thing you know, like your entire high school is following it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. The sense of anonymity is just gone. 
<laughs> yeah. And then it's, yeah. And then, you know, after a while, you're just like, screw it. You know, yeah. everybody's like, everybody's free to follow, but yeah. So that was my start. Awesome. Okay. Next question is, what is, ooh, I love this one. What is your favorite recipe you have ever posted? Hmm. Well, okay. So I have a weird thing. I, I struggle to pick favorites because I'm so indecisive, <laughs> but if I had to pick like my, my current, I guess my current favorite, cause I feel like favorites, things are shifting, but I, yeah. So like, Oh, I really love chocolate, peanut butter, anything. So oh. I think I'd have to go with my OG, uh, their sweet potato brownies with peanut butter frosting and then like the Reese cups chopped up on top. Yes. That's really good. So probably that, probably that I'd say. Every time you post a photo of those, I die a little inside. Not going to lie. <laughs> I love it. I just keep reposting the photos because they're like my best performing ones. <laughs> oh, good. For good reason. Um, okay. I think mine would probably have to be, I just um, developed this recipe for peach crisp and I am obsessed with it. So yeah, that's probably, oh wait, it's not a peach crisp. It's a peach cobbler. Okay. I always get the crisps, the crumbles, and the cobblers mixed up, but... I wouldn't even know where to start, but... <laughs> no, it seriously looks so good. The first time you posted it, I had just gotten, like, it was just a big bag of peaches, and I was going to use them for it, but then they all, like, before I could even get to it, they just all went bad, and so <laughs> as soon as I get peaches, though, yeah, or blueberries, I'll just try it with some fruit. But yes, do it. Any fruit, try. it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I love your recipes. Just putting that out there. I've made a couple. Very good. <laughs> okay. Well, on the topic of food, then, how would you describe your relationship to food? Um. Let's see. So I've talked a little bit about this on my personal account, but um, I struggled with an eating disorder a few years ago. So, um, and since then, I've definitely like kind of delved headfirst into recovery <clears throat> and um, healing. So I'd say like right now it's really good. I think it's the best that it's ever been in the sense that it's not obsessive or like I don't stress nearly as much as I used to over it, but um, it's definitely been a journey for sure in um, more ways than one. Yeah. How about you? Mm, complicated is the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> No, but yeah, I feel you. I mean, people who like listen know parts of my story, same thing. I had eating disorders and then that sort of morphed into just disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And then that was orthorexia. Like there's been so many highs yeah. and lows of it. And similar to you, like it's the best now that it's ever been. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only thing I struggle with right now is that currently I have still a lot of gut issues. Um, yeah. So I'm like trying to find that that's why I never say I'm like fully quote unquote recovered because I still struggle because I can't implement like all foods technically if I want my stomach to feel good. So I think, yeah, similar to you, it's, it's the best it's ever been, but it's still pretty complicated. Um, trying to like, I think what I'm working towards now is really that like intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. So just figuring out, you know, what feels good, what doesn't and finding some in between of those. I'm in the same boat with 
um, gut health for sure. And that was one thing that I didn't realize for a really long time after I struggled um, with an eating disorder was like how much it affects your gut health. And so even now that I've, you know, I'm still in recovery and um, am doing great in terms of like where my relationship with food is at, there's still so many foods that I still struggle to eat and like to implement back in. So that has definitely also been something that's been very interesting to work through for sure. Yeah. Cause like for, in- I was actually just thinking of this the other day. Um, like I think it was a year and a half ago or whatever it was. I was in California and they have like the salt and straw there. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be yeah. really good ice cream. Yes. And I went to the one that was on Abbott Kinney and they only had one vegan, so non-dairy flavor. And I was so sad because it was, it, I mean, it was something tasty like s- strawberry. I don't know, but I wanted like all their other amazing flavors. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like try this. And I, I just went into it with like a very calm and open mindset of like, I'll be okay. It's just a little bit of ice cream. And unfortunately, like it just, did not end well. And I know you mentioned this the other day, like you, you had something with, I think it was dairy and like, yep. <laughs> and I was so stupid though. Okay. I tried this experiment on the day I was leaving. So uh-huh. I was like on an eight hour plane ride home. Like it was bad guys. Like I just have these moments of sheer stupidity and that was one of them. So yeah, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just tricky to navigate, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like experimentation can be useful in a sense like that yeah for sure it's definitely trial and error oh my gosh I've been there okay what makes you smile when you're sad oh I love this one I like this question actually just because I think the question itself makes you smile but um I would say top of my mind would be my cats I have quite a few and I swear, like, I just, whenever I'm sad, I can look and there's a cat and cats are always doing something like cute or funny. And I have a couple that they just like something about their features makes them look ridiculous. Like they have these crazy thick, long hair, fur manes and like these huge dilated pupils. So I just look at them and they just like make me smile, make me laugh. So I would say my cats. Cats are the best. <laughs> I don't have any cats, but I have two dogs. I have two um, eight-pound Yorkies, and oh. all my friends <laughs> know who they are because I never stop talking about them. But yeah, they for sure um, make every bad moment better. They're just the best. And I always say, like, it's so nice to have like beings that you can come home to that'll never be mad to see you (laughs) or upset um so that's just it's the best for sure honestly like I could you can be in the worst mood and they just won't do anything to you it's what is oh I love this one okay what's your favorite meal of the day oh yes I love I agree uh so hands down breakfast same. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like it's a pretty common, common one. And I just feel it's because there's so much potential. Like you can do, I mean, you could do anything for any meal, but it's Mm -hmm. like breakfast. I just feel like it's such a great start to the day. I've never given up breakfast. That's when you know the love's real. Like even in my disordered eating days, 
I always had breakfast because I just, I love it, you know, that much. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I just think it's, it like helps set my day up for a good start. And I just love, I love sweets. And I just love starting my day off with like chocolate or peanut butter or some fruit, like whatever I'm having. It's just, it's my favorite. Exactly. I could not agree more. I feel like, um, I know every time I meet someone who says that they like aren't a breakfast person, <laughs> or, like they don't usually eat breakfast. I'm like, how could you? Yeah. It's literally, it's honestly one of the things that gets me up in the morning because it's like the possible oh, hundred are endless. So yeah. yeah, no, you just, you get up and you're like, what do I feel like? And you can just go to town. It's yeah. yeah. For sure. It's the best. Uh, it is truly. Well, who inspires you then? And this can be like in real life, someone in your life. Well, not in real life, I guess, just in present life. Uh, someone around you, someone on Instagram, YouTube, celebrity, poet, like anybody and anyone that just inspires you in some way or another. I think on Instagram right now, um, there's so many people that inspire me. You inspire me. Um, but I think, um, her name's Emily. Her handles eat with care. Um, but she talks a lot about her personal struggles with eating disorder and her recovery. Um, and it's so refreshing just to hear someone be so honest and raw, um, about the things that they deal with. Um, and I think that a lot of the time, especially in the wellness space, I feel like there's this um, unspoken pressure to be like when you say that you're in recovery to not have moments where you, you know, kind of fall back into old habits or get those struggles again. Mm -hmm. And so um, she's really honest about like what goes on in her head and things that, um, thoughts that are triggered from like that time period, um, that'll come back at certain moments. Um, and that has just been such an encouragement to me because one, it makes me feel like less alone. And then two, um, just to see someone be so honest online, I think is a really big gift. So yeah, she's been a huge inspiration. Love that. I think you shared the name sounds familiar, so yes. I'll have I've to always sharing her stuff. <laughs> check it out. I love that. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I'm such a sad, like so many people, and I feel like oh, the list could go on and on. Uh, I guess a few that have been really inspiring me lately, besides you, which obviously you're on the pod. So if you're on the pod, you're automatically an inspiration to me. Uh, and then I'd say um, Sammy. I don't. I forget the specifics of her handle change, but, um, you know, she was formerly on the podcast as Sammy Eason. Mm -hmm. Forget, you know, my bad, her current handle, but I'll have it linked below. Um, and then, you know, like alongside her, I'd say Mal, Mallory Page from Mouse Fit Kitchen. I love her. Yes. She's, she's a fave. Um, and similar to like what you were saying about your friend, she just like, I don't know, Mal just constantly, I feel like whatever she shares is something that I'm working through right at that exact moment. And I'm like, you read my mind. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think, 
I mean, like, Olivia Nosita, I really, I just love the way she shares so authentically without, Mm -hmm. like, I just feel like she has a lot of, like, self-confidence of just, like, who she is, and that's something I, you know, really want to work on, Um, because, like you said, there can be, like, a lot of pressure on social media of what to share and what not to share, Uh, and then there's someone else on the tip of my tongue that I'm trying to think of that I've really been loving their stuff lately and it's not coming to me, but overall, like, so many like people. I said, anyone that's been on the podcast is honestly like, I'm very selective with who I pick. Um, mm-hmm. at least now in the beginning, there was, you know, some, not so much, but now I'm very, like, very selective. So yeah. anyone that's been on the podcast, that's also someone else I'd recommend be inspired by. Yeah, for sure. They're all good. Okay. How old are you? That's an easy one. (laughs) And I get it a lot. So we're just going to put this out there. I'm currently 20 as of July 26, 2020. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Happy late birthday. Thank you. (laughs) My birthday is January 14th. And I'm hoping that everything is cleared up by 2021 don't know if it will be i'm not a big drinker but it'd still be fun to celebrate my 21st birthday (laughs) not in quarantine (laughs) gosh i feel you okay well i'm 18 so that was definitely kind of a bummer to turn 18 because i turned 18 in march so we were in the middle of quarantine but um yeah well and I I got like I said I get that question like on Instagram and then when when it was your birthday like when I figured out how how old you were I was like it just blew my mind and I hate even doing this because I've been age stigmatized so often that it gets boring when people are like oh my god you're only 18 or 19 or 20 like you're so mature like it just gets boring after (laughs) not boring I don't even know what I'm saying but it's just like I don't know. It feels like sometimes like, oh, well, so what? But I'm just like so inspired by you for being 18. And I just love that. And I, I really hope that like others like Gen Z, our mm-hmm. age group can yeah. find accounts like yours to be that positive influence. So just had to put that shout out there for you, queen. Thanks. <laughs> Um, so then I guess on the topic of Instagram still, what's one trend that you tried and didn't like, or that didn't work out for you? And if there hasn't been any, then you can switch it to one that you did like. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to think because there are just so many trends, (laughs) especially like there's some crazy ones in our community. Um, let's see. I think, okay, I don't know if this counts, but one that I've always been skeptical about that everyone seems to love is celery juice. (laughs) So sorry to anyone who's listening to this who drinks celery juice, like no hate. Um, But I just like, when people first started hopping on that trend, I was so confused. And I've heard like the spectrum for results has been so varied 
like there are some people who swear by it and say it's like the cure-all and then there are other people who say it like ruin their skin and their digestion so just because it's been so mixed I've just been I've stayed away like I've just chosen not to participate so yeah I, f- I feel you and that's one where I feel similarly too and it just comes back to like what we're like everybody's unique everybody works differently but like yeah I agree I I just I'm not a big like juice person I guess either so mm-hmm. it's not appealing to me either um I guess so I guess this is I guess it would be a trend kind of but so like the overall trend of probiotic rich foods right so it's like if you have gut issues, drink your kombucha and eat your sauerkraut and eat this and do that. And I just did that because like I had never tried kraut until it became such a like trend on Instagram and I tried it and I love it. Like I absolutely love it. But, um, I was just so desperate for my gut to feel better, you know, that I would have it every day and I'd be eating all these other like probiotic rich foods. And it turns out that once more, like my unique body, yeah, the gut issues I have and the bacterial imbalances I have, um, we're actually getting very much worse from eating those foods. So <laughs> the whole time I thought I was helping myself, I was actually yeah. making it much worse, um, which is just funny because like I, I never even really thought of that as like a trend, but I mean, yeah. it kind of is. And it just goes to show like once more, some people love it. And now I've started talking to more people and they're like, yeah, kraut, kombucha, like all those foods do not sit well for me. So yeah. it's more like pay attention to your own body, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. such a, it's such a, like, it's again, it's not a one size fits all. So, and that's been, that's one thing that I think, um, doesn't get portrayed on Instagram a lot, especially, um, and just across social media in general is that, yes, it could work for you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for me, you know, mm-hmm. or for other people with similar issues. So, um, it definitely is a trial and error thing for sure. Right. And I feel like just naturally we share things that work for us, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause we wanted to help people. So exactly. it, then it becomes like, you're just seeing the people it worked for. And that's something like I thought the other day, I was like, trying to, you know, find a way to share about things that maybe don't necessarily work just to like put the idea out there. Yeah. That, you know, maybe this works, maybe it doesn't, but I don't know. Yeah. That's for another day. Okay. Speaking of trial and error, how do you make important decisions? This is a good one. That is a good one. Um, so something I've picked up within the last year or so Mm-hmm. is when it comes to important decisions, I have the tendency to automatically decide um, <laughs> and usually say yes. Yeah. And so I did like human design and whether people you know follow that or not. But something that she said to me during our session was just how, yes, I do have that tendency and uh, it never ends well usually. So she suggested that I give it like a a three-day waiting period to ride like the highs and the lows so yeah so it was like and the first time I ever really like did that without even realizing it was with my decision to leave college because 
-hmm. It was like, I had that week where at some points I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I can do this. And then I'd have times where I'm like, no, I need to go home right now. This isn't for me. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, and even now I still do that where it's like, I give myself two to three days to feel like absolutely yes to the decision and absolutely no. And then once you go through that, like, yes, no, yes, no pattern a few times, I feel like eventually I, at least for me, I just settle on the answer of yes or no. And then the contemplation is done. You know, like I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, I do want to do this or okay. Yeah, no, I don't. And I don't feel it then fluctuate again. If that makes sense. I really like that. Yeah. That's super helpful. Um, I, don't I'm like the opposite of you in that if I have to make an important decision um sometimes I take way too long to like try and decide whether or not I should do something um but I think the main things are I always like pray about it um and then I have like a a select few people who they're like, they know my life and the motives that I have and what drives me and what doesn't. And so I'll ask their advice. Usually like that's my parents um, and a few really close friends, but yeah, it definitely takes time for sure. I don't like make a decision right away. I usually have to ride the highs and lows too before I can come to a conclusion. Oh yes. I feel that, yeah, and having those, like, trusted people that know your ins and outs. Yes, so important. Okay, so then what are your top two pet peeves? This is such a hard one. (laughs) I have so many. I know, same. (laughs) Um, Okay, I guess right off the top of my head, a really weird one is that um, when it's dark out, I cannot stand when the blinds are open. And so, like, I have to close them immediately. Um, So that's a huge one. And let's see. I'm trying to think if there there are any others. There are so many. It's just, it's so hard to think of them. I know. It's Um, one of those things, like, yeah, like you said, there's just so many that honing in on one or two is, it's overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I think maybe another one is just like when people, when people leave cupboards open, like drawers and don't close them. I'm a big organization, like everything has its place freak. So if you can tell, so that's another one for me. I love it. Yeah. I, I would be a pet peeve of yours then. I'm very bad at like closing cupboards. I get annoyed because my dad goes around closing things. I'm like, dad, I needed that spice drawer open you yeah. know, for 10 minutes from now when I need to grab the salt. Like I just, <laughs> whatever story for another time. Um, I guess my pet peeves. Oof. Okay. So first one that comes to mind is just like, I have, I'm not a very patient person. So any sort of time wasting really ticks me yeah. off. So like I'm a waitress for instance. And if I go to someone's table and I'm like, you know, are you ready to order? And they say, yes. And then they take like three minutes to him and haw over like, well, I don't know. Like I get so fidgety just standing there into the point where I'm like ready to just march off. So any sort of time wasting yeah, really like bothers me. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to work on that because I do need to have a bit more patience. Uh, and then I'd say after that, it would be um, like, this is such a typical one, but it's, 
once more I'm thinking of it because of that story with waitressing is um like food waste I don't know I just I have like a really pet peeve and it's hard working in the restaurant business of food waste like I just I guess I'm used to you know like being in the kitchen learning how to cook with scraps and you know like like when something's about to go bad how can I use this how can I salvage it and so yeah I'll just get like ticked off when I'm working and people are wasting food or like I'll go on a trip and I'll leave like food for my dad and brother and then I come back and they didn't eat it at all and I'm like you do realize that I made like it's so yeah any sort of like food waste I guess um really like really gets to me (laughs) gosh that is a major one for me too yeah and I didn't even like I can imagine how much more it would become more heightened just working in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause that's something like even my parents definitely ingrated me from a really young age. It's like our family is super big on not wasting food. So like we'll eat the leftovers until they're gone, you know, yep. or we'll repurpose something into a new dish. So yeah, it's always interesting when I go to restaurants or like go over to other people's houses and they just like, throw everything away Mm -hmm. yeah and I think like what you said it did get heightened once I started working in a restaurant um, because then it now I notice it all the time Um, (laughs) but oh my gosh okay well this one is a very serious one how do you handle friendship drama slash fights or disagreements oof um So I definitely have the tendency of avoidance, which I feel like doesn't help in, you know, those type of situations. So I would say kind of what we touched on before with boundaries, um, open communication. Mm -hmm. I've like, I, I just don't like sensing that someone's upset with me or mad at me and just having it be like that elephant in the room. Do you know what I mean? And so I'd much rather someone just like call me out on my BS and then we could have an open like conversation on it because, um, I just, I feel like that's the best way to work through things. And even like with siblings, do you know what I mean? Like you could even apply this to siblings. (laughs) Like I, I'm not afraid to tell my brother exactly what he did to make me mad. And then we talk through it and then we're back to good. So it's like, I could also apply that to friends. Um, definitely something to practice though you know like it doesn't come easily to me I suppose yeah I think that for me I I my like my initial response isn't necessarily avoidance I'd say that I have um I err more on the side of I'm okay with having to have confrontational conversations um but I definitely agree in the sense that like I really value open communication and I know for um when people have conflicts with me or I've stepped out of line or did something wrong I really appreciate it when people tell me immediately too um because I just feel like there's nothing worse than having like offended someone or done something wrong and weeks go by without them saying anything um and I was just like totally not aware of it. So that's definitely something that um, I always am saying, like, if I did something wrong, like, please let me know so I can address it and fix it. We can work through it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It is. It is. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I agree with, with exactly what you said, but, um, okay. Well, next one then, are you an introvert or an extrovert? This is such a funny question because I feel like when I was a kid, I was a hundred percent extroverted. Um, but I've realized, and I only realized this recently, um, that I, I think I've become a lot more introverted as I've gotten older. So I'd say I'm an introverted extrovert. Like I recharge with people and I need to be around people, but I also really value my alone time and like can be fine with being alone for long periods of time. So it it's just in that like weird middle ground <laughs> right now. No, I, I second that because as a, like a little kid, I was a hundred percent like extrovert. Yeah. I was always going somewhere, whatever, you know, like doing things. And then over time, it's definitely shifted to being more of like the introvert. But similar to what you said, like I, especially with quarantine and this entire COVID thing, like I realized how much energy I do get from being around others. Yes. Um, Yeah. Like it just like uplifts me, charges me up. But then at the same time, like I know how at the end of a day of waitressing and being around people, I come home and I'm like, nobody talked to me. I need to be alone. Like, I don't even like to get on Instagram. Like, I just yes. need to be alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like this weird in-between balance of I definitely need to have my, like, extrovert side, but then I need to go within, too, so. For sure. Yeah, I feel you. Okay. If you had a warning label, <laughs> what would yours say? Oh, I, like, I saw this one, and I was like, I got to throw that in there. Um <laughs> Oh my God. I don't even know. Like highly explosive. I feel like, I feel like I just have such a range of emotions Mm. and at times I can seem, you know, very at ease and chill and calm, but the moment I get like excited or happy or sad or any of those things, like I just go from a zero to a 10. So it's like, if people, you know, are in my life, I just feel like I need them to be okay with the fact of like, if I get super excited, like I am very exuberant, like I will be, you know, like funfetti. And then if I get sad, like I really get down easily, you know what I mean? So it's like, I guess being okay with that, like highly explosive, um, just like emotional range that I can experience. Yeah. I'm with you on the feel things pretty deeply. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think for me, um, and I know that you had, when you had Georgia on the podcast, you talked Mm -hmm. about Enneagram. Oh, yes. Um, And I'm like the biggest Enneagram fanatic, but I'm a one, which is also called the perfectionist. Um, And I'd say (laughs) if I had a warning, it'd probably be like warning for major perfectionist. (laughs) Um, and I feel like, especially when I'm stressed or anxious, that side of me can get really, um, like apparent. And so I can be really highly critical of myself and then that can bleed into how I treat other people and like my sisters. Um, for example, if they like, don't put the dishes away the way that they're supposed to be, even though (laughs) it may not be that there's a right or wrong way. It's just like what I think they should do. So yeah, that's definitely something that I'm actively 
working through. <laughs> okay, I actually love that. And I never thought of it that way, but I feel so bad sometimes because sim- like I'll come home from work and mm-hmm. like I get mad if they like my dad or brother tries to put like the dishes away. Yeah, because like I'm like, they're not in the right place. Exactly. Or like you didn't you didn't put the towels in the right drawer. Like these ones go downstairs, those ones go upstairs. Oh and I'm just uh it's I want to work on that. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that one. It's a big one. Um okay so then we'll wrap up with this last question just to keep things under the hour. I didn't realize we talked that long. Oh I love it. Um yeah. So as our final closing question, and I feel like this is one that a lot of people go through. So yeah. we'll just give our two cents unique to us, but um, how do you handle bad body image days? You're just days where you're feeling like, uh, I don't know, you know, yeah. like just kind of up in the air about things. I think this one is um, super relevant because I, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this um, in on Instagram recently, but um, since we've been in quarantine, I think just because for a lot of people, free, a lot more free time has been a thing and a lot more time to overthink or just, um, become more aware of problems you may have been trying to distract yourself from. And so for me recently, I've definitely had more days than I'd like to admit where I struggle with it because, um, I definitely like turn to food or like my appearance as a control mechanism when I feel like there are other things I can't get a grip over. Um, but I think things that have helped me are being really gracious with myself and kind of talking myself through it. Um, being intentional about, um, making sure that I'm eating when I'm hungry and like listening to my hunger cues. Um, Um, working out in the ways that feel good and not just in specific ways to look a certain way or to target on a certain muscle group. Um, And also just talking to friends. It doesn't even have to be about what I'm dealing with, but just being able to get out of my head and converse with someone about something else um, is super important and usually helps me. Yeah. I love that. And I feel you. I feel the last couple months have definitely been harder than you know I thought they would be when it comes to body image and I think something that I similar to what you said where you go to food or appearance for when you feel out of control uh, a big thing that I've been finding to help currently is trying to find that root cause Um, because oftentimes I just I feel like my bad body image days are almost just like a distraction from something else. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel when you do have those days, it's at least for me, it's just like the core focus. It's, you know, like I'm not really present to what's going on around me because, you know, I'm thinking of whatever part of my body is bothering me that day. And that's, you know, really sad. And um, so I think for me, it's been about, you know, like you said, talking about it with someone or journaling, whatever it is, and trying to figure out like, why, why am I feeling this way or what's causing it? Or is this even related to my body right now? You know what I mean? Um, so I think, yeah, just kind of doing that. And then, like you said, being like gracious with yourself. Um, I think that's like, there's been so many amazing, 
accounts and movements on Instagram that have helped open my eyes to like how we speak to ourselves without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So making sure that I'm not, you know, like talking down on my body or myself on those days, especially Mm -hmm. is important. Um, And just like, you know, as cheesy as it sounds like affirming, you know what I mean? Like being gracious for what your body does for you. Um, Just those sorts of things, I think. Yeah. Super important. I love that. Well, that was an amazing question and answer session. Um, Once more, I did not expect it to go on that long, but I love it. Um, You're amazing. And where can people find you, connect, follow along? Um, On my blog, it's Hopeful Living. Um, There's no G at the end. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I'm sure Emily will put it in the show notes. But yeah, yeah, definitely feel free to reach out or send me a DM. Um, Yeah, I'm always down to chat. Perfect. 